Hey, everybody, this is Frank Hannon from Tesla, and you're talking rock with Dave and Shane. We need our live music back now more than ever. Tesla is hitting the road after an 18 month hiatus. And it's the Let's Get Real Tour kicking off September 16th in Roanoke, Virginia. And uh, man, this is so cool. They will be touring with Sticks, Kid Rock, and Leonard Skinner, and that will run until November 2021. Guitarist Frank Hannon is on the line. Uh, Frank, man, thanks for joining us. And uh, how are you feeling? Ready to get back out on the road? Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on your show. Um, I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, we went through six weeks of hell, uh, recently. Um, you know, the whole pandemic, the lockdown, I, I feel like I was really lucky, um, cause I stayed pretty active. I did a lot of things. I recorded some albums in a studio with some young bands. I went to Texas and did a show, uh, at the Dallas guitar festival. I mean, Tesla was off, but me and myself, I stayed pretty busy and, uh, yeah. I never got sick until at the very last minute when Tesla was going on tour, the day we were supposed to leave, I came down with 102 fever and was sick with COVID for a month. And okay. uh, it was brutal. Oh, man. We're, we're glad you're good but, now, man. What was that like going through? I mean, what were your symptoms? What were you, I mean, how, how insane was it? It was like a month long hangover, man. It's the worst I ever felt. Like a really, imagine a really bad hangover, like, you had been smoking camel unfiltered cigarettes, chain smoke, 10 packs of them, that feeling of just like, Ugh. and uh, that's what it felt like, uh, the fever. And it was up and down for about a month uh, for me, but I'm grateful, man. I just lost a friend, a guitarist of Black Oak, Arkansas, just passing yeah. away from oh, COVID. Man. You know, it's, it's a real thing. And here's the thing, man, I, I took it for granted. I didn't really think it was, as real as, as it is, you know, I didn't wear masks all the time. I didn't uh, get the vaccine until the very last minute, which wasn't a wise choice. Right. No, I have I a different you. attitude about all of it. Now I realize that it's foolish not to get a vaccine or wear a mask. You know, that's, it's foolish behavior. Right. You, you uh, just... I don't want to get on a preaching thing, but sure. right, right. Anyway, no, go ahead. it's all good, man. So what happened was I'm going to shut the door over here. Cause these dogs are barking. What happened was, is Tesla was planning to go on tour and the truck came and the band came, the crew, we all got together. And I got a call to play at a nightclub for a friend of mine who passed away. His wife wanted to reopen the club. And I went down there and played a sold out show at this nightclub the night before Tesla got together. And I didn't know it. And I caught COVID and ended up spreading it to the band. And uh, we ended up having to cancel shows. And it was, it was tough, man. I felt really bad about it, to be honest. Yeah, man. And but, that, that's got to hit you. Yeah. It's, I mean, emotionally and physically. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the lesson learned is, you know, I tell people, man, even if you don't think a mask helps, even if it's 50% protection, I mean, that's worth it to, to put a freaking mask on. You know, I should have wore a mask at the practice, but I didn't. 
Right. No, anyway, hindsight being 2020, man, we recorded a video for Cold Blue Steel. Yep. It's out now. It's got over 80,000 views. JK and myself, we put the song together and I produced it in my garage, my studio, and it's raw. Yeah. And it's really kicking ass, man. We're really excited about getting out there and playing it. It, yeah, I'm wearing blue in honor of uh, <laughs> Cold Blue Steel, man. No, it's it's right. kick ass. It's really cool. And the I mean, the lead, you, the pinch harmonics are popping, the background vocals. I mean, it's old school, man. I love it. It's like, you know, tell us about just kind of the inspiration for the track because it, it really is killer. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And and all those pinch harmonics and guitar squeals and all that, that's all just one take stuff. I mean, that was the difference between what we did on this one and what we've been doing in the past is we just kept it raw and real. I mean, it's a demo, basically, that I ended up spending some time on and mixing it and making it sound real good. Yeah. But all the performances, like JK's vocal, it's all just his scratch track. We just kept it as real as possible. And, uh, you know, like we developed the song, though, writing the lyrics. You know, we changed the lyrics a little bit here and there, but it started off. In my garage, I was jamming a riff on the guitar, which is the main riff of the song. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got this big picture of Jim, poster of Jimi Hendrix on my garage wall. And I was looking at Jimmy and I'm going, man, what would Jimmy be playing right now? And I was going, bow, 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 playing this like foxy lady kind of riff, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, JK, our singer, he was running a little bit late and he pulls up in my driveway just blasting Leonard Skinner's Saturday Night Special. Oh, man. And uh, so he was fired up on that song. And he came into my garage, and I was fired up on my Hendrix riff. And we decided to put those two ideas together, my Jimi Hendrix guitar riff and his Leonard Skinner-inspired idea for a song, Saturday Night Special, which is, at first glance, first listen, it's about guns, right? Cold right. Blue Steel, obviously. But it's really yeah. not about guns. The song is really about people and their intentions and asking the listener, what's to blame, people? Come on, let's get real. What is it? What's the problem? And if you listen to the lyrics, it's, it's about that. You know, yeah. um, we, we expanded on it with an unbiased view. It's not about gun control. It's not about this or that. It's about the mentality, unfortunately, uh, of people being so selfish and destructive. You know, that's pretty much what the song's about. And it's something that's timely, I think, in a way. And, and also, um, I just love how you did it live. A lot of bands are kind of just going like first take. Is that is that a trend or you just, you know, it does. Is it just kind of, you know, about getting away from the the production layers? Because a lot of we, we've talked to a few artists who just want to do that first live run and get it as live and first time as they can. Yeah, well, that's how we used to do it in the yeah. old days, like our first album you know, those songs, we practiced them and played them in the clubs. So by the time we got in the studio, we could just go in there and bust it out and not have to redo it over and over and over again. Yeah. And so there's a certain spirit that, that happens when you do it that way, when you, when you don't overdo it. The best things that I've ever come up with have always just been usually the first try. It's kind of like how, like, if I don't know if you play golf, but like you walk up to the ball and just whack. And again, yeah. it's a perfect freaking shot. You didn't even try. Right, right. Okay. I Same gotcha. thing, like with playing guitar, like you just play it and boom, it sounds great. Yeah. And then you start overthinking it and overdoing it. And then the life just goes. <laughs> right, right. 
So, um, you know, like my guitar solo on Love Song on the album, I didn't even know they were recording it. I was just noodling around and I was showing the producer, hey, check this out. And I turned around and the engineer had a big old smile on his face because he had pressed record. <laughs> and it's one of them things, you know, you just capture what they call lightning in a bottle and the magic accident, you know? Yeah, 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 so much but of the that. the lyrics, yeah. on the other hand, the lyrics is different. The lyrics on a song like Cold Blue Steel took the time because we really wanted to present it in a way that it's not controversial in a way, you know, like kind of like how modern day cowboy is our first song where we sing about the foreign lands and the terrorist demands and USA and USSR, but singing it from a point of view, that's not like preaching. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get anyway, you. Yeah. 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 I'm getting fired up, man. <laughs> no, I love that though, man. And, uh, is it hard to do that? Is it hard? I guess it's maybe more of a Jeff question too, but is it hard to kind of keep it in the middle like that, but still say, you know, kind of say what you want to say? It can be, and it can be a touchy subject, you know, yeah. things you can get on touchy subjects with people, especially today. Everybody's so touchy. Yeah. But when you got two people working together, like a John Lennon and a Paul McCartney, and they working together and they're bouncing off each other. That's how Jeff, Keith, and I work. We bounce off each other and he'll say, what do you think about this? And I'll go, yeah, well, what do you think about this? And then we'll we'll brainstorm it together. Okay. I dig that, man. Is that, did you miss that? Like, I mean, I know you were, you said you kept busy uh, and, and I got a couple of questions about some really awesome bands you've been producing, some young guys who tell us the future of rock is secure, man. Uh, I got yeah. the question. Um, but like, you know, do, did you miss that fire? Like with Tesla being off and kind of, you know, or, and when you guys get back together, does it just click like it always did? Or does it take a little while to, to fire up? Um, it's weird, man. Jeff Keith and Brian Wheat and myself, we've known each other for so long that when we do get together and it works, it's just automatic. You know, it's like brothers getting together and throwing a ball around and just passing it, you know? Yeah. Um, I did miss it, but honestly, Tesla needed a break. Uh, you know, we got back together in 2000 and if you think about it we got dave rude in the band yep we made into the now we made simplicity we made forevermore we made twisted wires we made real to real we opened for sticks def leopard we went to europe i mean we hammered it we did a live album so by the time 2019 came i was asking the guys if we could take a freaking break because i was getting kind of burnt out yeah and so the, the COVID thing happened and it forced us to take a break. And I didn't talk to Jeff or Brian probably for nine months. And then we finally got together and talked and felt really good. And that's where the new song came out of was that break helped us to rejuvenate that. That's cool, man. Um, do you think there'll be like a full length record? I mean, I, I'm still rocking. Uh, I think Shock was the last one, right? Which is still... Still killer in my ears, man. But um, do you Thank think there you. could be like a full uh, full length thing coming or just kind of seeing as it goes, right? I think there definitely will be a, a, a collection of songs put together. Um, and we're going to do them one at a time, kind of like we did Cold Blue Steel. And okay. if it feels good, like Cold Blue Steel did, then we'll finish it and we'll probably put it out as a single. The good news is for us is we're at a point now in our career where we can do whatever we want to do. We don't have a record company telling us it's got to be done by June 5th. It's got to be done. Because right. what that does is then you cram and you don't let the songs get good enough, you know, and you and so we're not going to put that pressure of a deadline on it, but we are going to be creative for sure. 
Awesome, man. Um, September 16th is when you guys kick off the tour in Virginia. You're hitting Ocean City, Maryland, New York City, Hampton Beach, uh, Mansfield, all the way up to, oh gosh, all over the place, uh, North Carolina, and of course, uh, wrapping things up in uh, looks like Mississippi. Um, what's it, you know, do you, what are you feeling right, right now? Is there an ex excitement, but also maybe a little bit of nervousness? Because, you know, some shows have been postponed. I mean, we're, you know, everything is still kind of up in the air, but, but there's still some shows. So we're, I mean, how are you feeling? Is it like a balancing act for you? I'm a little nervous about going to Mexico. Right. Uh, there's a there's a Mexico show. I love Mexico. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, uh, yeah. you know, with COVID and everything. Um, but like I said, after going through the past six weeks of COVID hell and not knowing what was going to happen, and now we're back on the good track. We're really excited and I'm, I've got more energy now than I have in a long time. I've got a new appreciation for what we do. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited and we're going to have a new rules now on the road. Um, our friends in sticks, uh, you know, they never canceled one show during this, this comeback because they've got some really strict guidelines on what they do on the road. Right. So they're going to give us some pointers on how to keep this thing floating. Cool, man. And that's what we're going to do. It's got to work together, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Um, now, I know you've said you've been busy kind of doing some other things, too. I mean, we talked to uh, some of the guys from uh, um, Red Voodoo, you know, and uh, they were yeah. talking about just what it was like uh, working uh, at your studio. We it was Dino, I think. Yeah, Dino was on the show. And, man, it was really cool. He was so fired up. He had so much praise for you and couldn't thank you enough. And I wonder, uh, what a, yeah, really good kid. I'm just wondering, what was it like working with those guys from Sacramento too, right? Kind of your backyard. Man, Red Voodoo. I have three artists that, I, that I'm working with that they're all around the same age. And these kids love rock and roll, the old school rock and roll. But what's great about them is these kids are natural talents, man. I mean, they're truly a joy to work with because they got the natural ability. It's like, imagine like being custom auto and, and discovering Mike Tyson with his natural talent. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 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 You know, or, or discovering a young athlete that has that, that natural thing. What that's what JT Lux and red voodoo and Austin Mo, these three kids I'm working with separately. And it's a lot of fun. And me being an old guy with a lot of experience, I can kind of coach them and, and give them some direction and when they listen and they try it and it works it's it's rewarding for them and for me you know yeah on a musical level and also i'm giving them ideas and consultation on on managing what gigs they take and what gigs they shouldn't take and trying to help them succeed you know it's a lot of fun yeah yeah jt we talked to him too and he, he just he loves that crunchy guitar man he's a gibson guy i think like you and uh we talked to him about some gear and it was it was really cool uh, I mean, did you did you feel like you had that, you know, in the early days of Tesla, you know, did a lot of bands have that when you were starting out that guidance from the, you know, or were you still kind of as an industry sort of figuring things out back in the 80s? No, um, we definitely had it. Um, when we were like in 1982, I was 16 years old. Um, we were playing the clubs and Ronnie Montrose uh, came to us through an older guy that was our our father figure his name was steve clausman he was an older guy who was a businessman but really loved music and he was doing the same thing like i'm doing with these kids he was mentoring us you know if we needed a place to stay he would let us stay at his house you know he would give us rides 
he would book us at clubs and he was our manager and he wrote us really hard and he would make contacts for us. And he brought Ronnie Montrose to our band practice, which led to other people, which ultimately led to Q Prime Management, which was the biggest management company in the world. They managed Def Leppard mm. and, and, and they gave us great advice, you know, um, mentorship in life, whether you're an athlete or just if you need help as a, in your personal life, man, looking to a counselor there's it's it's great to to talk to other people that have wisdom and mentorship for you no matter what you're doing in life yeah and uh we had that growing up as a band and uh you know my wife and i we we train with horses we ride horses and we have an old cowboy that's our mentor you know yeah it's a good cool. thing man you got to listen to other people and what they've been through and learn and that's yeah. that's what life's all about yeah, and I we appreciate that as fans. Uh, my producer Shane and I we certainly appreciate that because you're giving. I mean, you're giving back, and and you've got all these. You know, there's a whole new generation. We're just so jazzed by. You know, I mean, I know Gene Simmons. The quote: "Rock is dead. It's not dead. It's you know, it's alive and well." And and we couldn't be more thankful, man. It's live and it's bubbling under the surface, man. There is a yeah. whole new generation of young bands like Dirty Honey. Yeah. Or you know, uh, Greta Van Fleet obviously broke out. Red Voodoo, JT Lux, the kids that I know. There's, uh, you know, like Nick Perry and Underground Thieves. There's, you know, there's uh, uh, the Blackberry Smoke, uh, Jared James Nichols. There's a whole bunch of great rock and roll that's bubbling, uh, you know, and it can be on your cell phone. You just got to find it. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, thank you God know. for YouTube and, you know, some deep diving that you can do out there. Some other apps, too, I think. <laughs> well, see, it's not as easy as what we used yeah. to do. We'd go to the record store and we'd go into the import section and it, they, you'd look at album covers and you would find it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Do but you now it's more word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, do you miss that? Do you miss, like, going to the record stores or do you collect at all? Uh, are you a vinyl guy? Oh, yeah, I love vinyl, man. I still got my old collection. And right up the street here, uh, in, we're in Florida right now. There's a there's a shop up here that's called Daddy's Record Store. I'm going to go check it out. Nice, <laughs> man. What do you got? Like, what are some of the recent collections uh, or recent things you added to your collection? Oh, let me see. What did I get recently? Um, oh, shit. You know, some, I've kind of collected some of my... I got a new Fog Hat, a new pressing of the Fog Hat Live album. Okay. Uh I broke out Get Your Yaya's out when Charlie yeah. Watts passed away oh, the other man. day, man. I, I pulled out my vinyl of Get Your Yaya's out and cranked that yeah. up. What what are your thoughts on Charlie, man? What a just it's still so surreal, man, you know. Well, if you look at my Instagram page, I did a tribute on Charlie, and, and Charlie Watts is my favorite drummer, next to John Bonham. Yeah. Uh John Bonham took it to a whole nother level, but Charlie Watts the feeling that he had in that band, he could drop a stick and it would sound better than most drummers I, I work with. <laughs> he could stop playing and it sounds better because he knows how to, he knows where not to play. Right. Right. <laughs> I love that. I mean, man. listen to, yeah. listen to beasts of burden, man. I mean that, yeah. he, that, that, ooh, ah, it's like, right. Oh man, that feels good. There's a snap. There's a snap in that snare that only he had, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's just something just, like and he just let the drum ring, you know, just let that that thing ring, you know. That, and I he always thought, yeah, impressive in his personality by like he didn't even have to say anything, and he just looked at his face, and you can see it, man. It's just he just had so much cool uh, expression in his personality. Yeah, totally, man. 
Yeah, I'm, and uh, I'm glad they're, you know, it sounds like obviously they're going to continue at least with this tour with Steve Jordan filling in, who's also an incredible drummer and, you know, keeping the dream alive, man, keeping the rock alive. It's been it's been tough. I mean, you know, so many losses, Dusty Hill and and, and obviously, you know, you, you mentioned your friend uh, Ricky Lee Reynolds, right, from Black Oak, Arkansas. My condolences, man. Wow. Yeah, man. Jeff Labar passed yeah. away this year. I mean, yeah. it started off with Neil Peart, man. It's like right. good. Eddie Van Halen. I mean, good yeah. Lord, we've lost so many legends of music. Yeah. Yeah. What was uh, what was Ricky like? I mean, if you don't mind me asking. Well, I didn't know him that well. I, just, oh, okay. I followed him and I'm a huge Jim Dandy fan, and, you know, and uh, I, I just watched their videos a lot on YouTube and Ricky uh, would post a lot of uh, cool stuff on his Facebook and I would read a lot of the things that he would write about. He was really animated in his storytelling. Mm. Um, we weren't really that close. I mean, I talked to him and shook his hand a couple times, but I just followed him as a fan mostly, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, man, I got you. Cool. And I met Jim Dandy once. I, I got the jam in Memphis at a club and Jim oh, Dandy. Man. Seven. What was that like? It was awesome, man. I was playing uh, Red House by Jimi Hendrix. And then okay. Jim jumped on stage and started singing it. The oh. Red House. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what a moment, dude. Dandy's on stage. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. That, that, is, is there something about like, like, something like that would happen at one show right and, and i guess is there an energy with shows like no show's the same right like when you go out and you're playing all these dates coming up on the 16th no show is going to be the same is that fair to say it is fair to say in 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 uh some cases uh where you know like if you're jamming and there's some people there that are, are sitting in and you're really having a magical night uh, Tesla is like a machine, though. I'll have to say, we program our show pretty tight, man, and we're pretty consistent. Um, but we do change our set list a lot more now. Uh, we are going to be playing a lot from our third album on this tour, Psychotic Supper is the 30th anniversary of it. Okay. And uh, so we're going to be swapping out songs from that album. There's a song called Freedom Slaves we're going to do. There's a song called Call It What You Want that we're going to do uh, maybe time a song and emotion and we're going to rotate them around and uh so we 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 try to rotate our set list a little bit because yeah. our fans are like deadheads man we get a lot of the same fans in the front row that travel a lot of miles to the shows so uh, we like change it up for them that's cool man yeah and then give some exposure to like you said some of the songs that people don't maybe know as much right that's cool it, it, does it feel like sort of like you know getting re reacquainted with uh like old family members you you know you play an old song you get you either relearning it a little bit like what's that like reconnecting with something you haven't played in a long time it's it could be a lot of fun but it's pretty challenging because we're a lot older now than we were when we wrote yeah. them songs <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know when we were 25 and high as a kite you know singing and screaming <laughs> Yeah. Screaming and screeching on the guitar is a little different than what we do now. But right. <laughs> we did a, uh, a live version of Mechanical Resonance, every song on the first album to celebrate the 30th anniversary. And we had to go back and relearn that whole first album to do that. Mm. And it was a lot of fun. But, you know, we have to uh, look at the songs now. And, and actually, we've I've rewritten some of these songs in different keys. Mm. Know, like some songs that were in the key of a are now in the key of e because it's more realistic to sing it in that key 
Because like I said, back then in the 80s, man, we were singing at the top of the range as high as we could go. And it's, yeah. you know, when you're 60 years old, it's not that easy to do that anymore. Right. Yeah, the voice, I mean, how, yeah, taking care of your voice, I imagine, and everything. It's got to be, and you guys are a vocal band. You're, you know, you're a lot like the Queens and Def Leppards. The, there's, you know, everybody's boom, right? Like well, singing it. Yeah, yeah, well, Jeff Keith has a very, uh, very delicate, but raspy, unique voice, and when we were in the in the 80s, you know, like I said, everything was on 10. I mean, we were singing as high as possible. I don't know if we were trying to compete with Judas Priest or what the hell we were thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? But, uh, you know, looking back on it now, we, you know, we were, uh, we're re-examining some of that stuff. And it actually sounds better now. Like, there's a couple songs that we play in a better key. It sounds a little more uh, angry and a little darker. Okay. Cool, man. I love that. It's a way to keep it fresh too, you know? That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It makes it exciting. Very cool. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add? I mean, this, you guys are going to be hitting the stage with, uh, I mean, you know, sticks, Skinner, um, and uh, I guess old friends at this point, right through the years, you guys uh, kind of get to know each other and know each other pretty well. Yeah. We, we toured with Leonard Skinner in 1994, I believe on their okay. last rebel tour. And that's back when Leon was still alive and Billy yeah. Powell and Gary Rosington and Johnny Van Zandt. They've always been really nice to us. And when we were writing Cold Blue Steel uh, last month for the for our new single, we didn't even know that we were going to get invited to play with Skinner. And so when that got presented to us after we had just wrote the song that was influenced by Leonard Skinner, we were like, wow, man this is like God or the universe or cosmic inner falling together. Like, you know, we yeah. didn't plan that at all, you know? Wow. So yeah. it's neat when you do things and then things happen automatically like that. And that's what happened uh, for us on this little adventure. We're going to get ready to go on playing with Leonard Skinner. And we love opening for people. We've opened for so many bands throughout our whole career. And, uh, David Lee Roth was the first one. Alice Cooper, Def Leppard, Poison. We even opened for Carlos Santana once at an animal rescue benefit. We tried yeah. opening for Alice, uh, Alice Cooper. Well, we did open for Alice Cooper, but one time we did a show in Spain opening for ACDC. Mm. And let me tell you, that was a tough crowd, buddy. Was it? Oh, man. <laughs> And very Barcelona, Spain, opening for ACDC is not where you want to be singing Love Will Find a Way. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> right, right, right. I got you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a gritty, just dirty, hard rock audience, right? I mean, it's, oh, you know, man. Yeah, keep it, yeah. Keep it they want to hear Hell's cranked. Bells, man. They don't want to hear Love Will Find a Way. Right, right. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome. You, I mean, you know, playing with all those legends, man. And obviously you got, you guys are legends in your own right. That's really cool. Well, thank awesome. you, man. We're still alive yeah. and well. Yeah. And uh, amen. I'm amazed. That it's been pushing 40 years. I can't believe it. Yeah. 40, but the, it's insane. Down to the loyal fans. The fans are loyal and they love our songs. And so we're really fortunate about that. That's cool. It's a great fan base. I saw you guys in, uh, I think it was the river roar Bay city, Michigan. It was a 2008 or something. It was right around, you guys played the song, um, oh, what was it? Uh, I think it was Forevermore. Um, breaking, uh, break free, breaking Free. Breaking Free? Yeah, that's that one of my favorites. That's heavy, man. Was, I heard that. Like, 
I got to get that record. It was just, it was so cool. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorites. That one's become kind of a staple in our, yeah. In our set. Yeah. yeah, man, that was a great record. And, you know, it's, you guys just thank keep it moving. Much. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anything else uh, you'd like to add on your mind, man? No, I just want to thank you for having me on your show. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. That's awesome. My friend, uh, thank you, my friend, Dave. I really appreciate yes, you. And, uh, we'll, you too, we'll man. We'll talk to you down the road, okay? Yes, sir. Yeah! yeah.